Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Taking a trip to Texas today, to actually to Texas Blues and Rock. We're going to be talking with Jackie Vincent and Jim Suler, and this is going to be so much fun. You are listening to Music Friday Live, so stay tuned. But right now, we're, we've got a little message for you about Stitcher. Cameo Entertainment Group and Cyberstation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive Cyberstation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Cyberstation USA. Always on the go. And we're back from Los Angeles, California. It's Music Friday Live, brought to you by the World Arts Music Platform. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so you can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email us. Email your questions and your comments to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And I want to say welcome to our listeners on the cyberstationusa.com network and all their radio affiliates up and down the East Coast. And also to those of you listening to us, as you just heard on Stitcher or on iTunes, and those of you who are listening to us tonight in London on the Arts Artist Echoes uh, network. So welcome to all of you. And also, I think uh, this week we start in New York City on, uh, on a little network in New York City. But I'm going to find out first. Okay. But if you're listening to us on a podcast or you're rebroadcasting on one of our East Coast stations, you can email your questions into musicfridaylivegmail.com and we'll sure we'll see to it that they get to the artist. And speaking of the artist, you know, Texas is famous for a style of sophisticated blues rock that can blow the roof off or it can kind of slither sweetly into your ears. ZZ Top. Janis Joplin, Marsha Ball, Jimmy Vaughn, and many others are names we all know from Texas. Well, you can add my next guest to that list, Jackie Vinson. She does Texas blues with a flair all her own. She can slide into your ears with a glass smooth voice, or she can rattle your bones with hot guitar licks. Trained in classical piano at uh, Berklee College of Music, she picked up the guitar soon after graduation and made the jump from classical to blues, and she never looked back. She's got multi-instrument chops, she's a deft songwriter, and she has a mile-wide smile on stage. She blends and bends blues and rock and R&B and soul so beautifully that it's easy to understand why there is a Jackie Vinson Day in Austin, Texas. And why there's a Jackie Vincent day right here on Music Friday Live. Jackie, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hey, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, I understand that right now, this moment, you're in the back of a soundproof limousine uh, on your way into Los Angeles (laughs) (laughs) with a chauffeur, right? I am. (laughs) Okay. Pretty much. Well, my chauffeur is my dad right now. So, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> my dad's driving uh, me quote limousine uh-huh. unquote you know. <laughs> somebody makes me get in trouble on the tour huh <laughs> right yeah, well, yeah I, I don't know I'm, it's, it's more like i'm keeping him out of trouble i don't know <laughs> oh well, I'm, I, well in that case i'm looking forward to meeting him tonight at uh at, at genghis khan's and since we mentioned it, I should tell all of our listeners in Southern California that you're going to be playing tonight at Genghis Cohen's. That's on Fairfax. It's that wonderful combination yeah, Chinese right. restaurant venue. So what time do you go on stage? Yep. I'm going on stage. Um, I'm going to say nine. It might be 930, but I'd, I'd get there at nine just to be safe, you know. Okay. All right. So, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, let's hope that uh, I'm going to try and bring a crowd there. And, and everybody listening in Southern California now, if you're anywhere near downtown, midtown Los Angeles, you should uh, head over to Fairfax and, and catch the act tonight. But we're going to talk a little bit about music. And before we get too deep into music, what's with the unreleased EP that you released on CD Baby? Why did you name a released EP the unreleased EP? 
Well, because I didn't have, like, an official release party for it. And I also, like, I don't have it a physical copy of it. It's only digital. And also, I just couldn't come up with another name. So it was, like, <laughs> a mixture of all three. <laughs> I'm going to be real. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, you you up you've released two album, uh, one album and two EPs, including the unreleased EP that you just released. But from what I can see, yeah. you have a lot a lot more songs in your repertoire. Do you plan to put out a second unreleased EP with some more of those great unreleased songs? Well, I think I I think the better thing to do would be to just um to just come out with a whole new album. You know what I mean? Okay. So probably right. not. I I, I like the probably sound not. of that. I'm sure I like the the sound of the album. Uh, what do you mean, probably not? <laughs> uh, uh, maybe, yeah, I'm probably not going to come out with another unreleased or kind of okay, like a B right. side. Not for a while, at least. You know, I'm not I'm not too well, old right now, so anything could happen. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, perhaps we, we should play some 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 music. Our audience has an idea of what it is all the excitement's about. Now, here's the song from your from the unreleased EP. This is real love. Yeah. How do you know when enough is enough? How do you know when too much is too much? Won't somebody tell me before I lose my mind? that song is about love but there are some lines in it that make me think maybe you got more going on there there's lines how do you live with such rapid change you blink your eyes and ain't nothing the same won't somebody tell me so i can live my life what's going on there? <laughs> yep well it's like the song is about love but it's not you know you know it's how there's like def- different types of love it's like interpersonal love, there's there's family love, there's like having a relationship love, there's also like universe love, like what created the earth and what created everything around us and what keeps everything going miraculously somehow. And this song is, is about that kind of love, the bigger form of love that's the reason why we're even living right now. And uh, well, what in- so so it's like that line is kind of like, it seems like, People always say the older you get, the faster time flies. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's kind of what that line is visiting. It's like, well, you know, I, I used to be a child. I used to, five minutes used to stretch on forever. I used to have everything in front of me. And the older I get, the less, the less true that is. So, so I'm looking to this universal love to kind of guide me through that and to make it so that I can still enjoy life the same way I did when time stretched on forever when I was younger. Well, what one of the things that intrigued me about that is I was also listening to uh, your song Roll On, in which you have a line, uh, that's the sound of time rolling on. You wake up in the morning, before you know it, the evening's already gone. So it's not like in this constellation of music, you're making a, you're, you're saying maybe between the lines that things are moving too fast. I don't know, are they? Yeah, are they are. <laughs> They're moving extremely fast because it's like I, I started playing the guitar. I picked up the guitar for the first time five years ago, and it's like, it's just I can't believe that a career has been built at the same exact time as me learning how to play the instrument that it's been built on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. It's been, it's like come on. Usually, usually it's like you learn how to play the instrument and then you start building the career. Nope. It happened at the exact same time, and it's 
so insane. I was I was playing classical piano five years ago. I was playing rock off five years ago, just like in my own world, learning how to play these songs just for the sake of learning how to play them. And now everything is just like night and day, new instrument, new kind of music, everything. And and then on well, top of it all, people are people are watching. No. Well, there, there's, there's a description right. for that, and the description is that you've been building a boat while you've been rowing it. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, there's there's some some more of your music that. Uh, well, I've been listening to your music all week, so I want to play a little bit of. Now that that's a single that uh, that you just released, and there's a great video um, that that you posted, and and the the video looks like you were having a, a whole lot of fun while while you were doing it. Was that just uh, were you having a whole lot of fun while you were doing it? Oh yeah, I love playing with that with the band that I play with. There, the groove it just cradles you. It's amazing. Are they are they with you on this this tour? Yep. You'll see him tonight. I think it's going. Yay. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I want to play. Uh, you've got another fun song uh, on the uh, the album here that uh, I am dying to play for our listeners. And this is called Always Free. Yeah. I love, love, love the video for that song. You, your guitar becomes a weapon that literally sets you <laughs> free from the oppression of regimented life. And, and I especially love yes. it when you rode off into the sunset on the horse waving your guitar. <laughs> you know how hard that was, riding that horse one-handed? Oh, my God. Oh, Trying not to that drop that you. strat. Man. That was you on the horse oh, then, like huh? Uh, yeah, that was me on the horse. I was like, okay, don't drop the strap. Don't drop the strap. My hands were sweaty. We filmed that in September. Oh, my God. My hands were so sweaty. And I was like, don't drop strap, whatever you do. <laughs> and it was just slipping through my hands. with every every time the hooves hit the ground, the guitar would slide further and further down. That was hard. That was a hard you don't one. Happen to have a, you don't happen to have a blooper reel, do you? Oh, I I probably do, but I didn't drop the strat in any of the bloopers. I never dropped it, fortunately. Okay, all right. And well, it was it's hard because on the because on camera you have to over exaggerate everything. So I actually had to hold that I had to hold that strat straight out, or else it it looked it was too close to my body and you couldn't see the silhouette of it. So it was like my arm was straight out, and I was trying not to fall off this horse. And I was trying not to drop the guitar. It was so hard. That was oh, a hard well, you did a great, you did a great, great job. Well, where do you want people to go to look at the video? Uh, YouTube is great. YouTube, my name, Jackie Vincent. Okay, all right. Everybody right. out there listening, you 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 got it. You absolutely have to look at that video. It is marvelous, and she has a great time trashing an office too. So yes, trash uh, that office. Yes. <laughs> However, you know, I can't help but doing a little bit of an analysis here. And there, there's a line in that that I think we ought to put on the water conservation posters here in L.A. And the line is, 
where the grass is dead, <laughs> but they water the concrete. <laughs> yeah. Where, where, where did that come from? <laughs> I I wrote that song because um, I, I was living across the street from Starbucks for like two years. My balcony overlooked the outside area of Starbucks. And so I kind of wrote, and I was living in this complex. It's like the most wasteful complex I've ever lived in my life. They like, they watered the grass twice a day, every day, including in the dead of winter and in the dead of summer. Every single day, they watered the grass twice a day. And I'm like, you guys, how is this legal? Like, how are they legally spending this much water? And also, it's like January, and it's like 20 degrees outside. Why are you watering the grass? It's unbelievable. It's like the grass, it's just going to freeze. You're going to kill the grass if you keep watering it like this. It's they never cared, and nobody ever regulated it. And, you know, I'm, like, observing all these people across the street at Starbucks, you know, on their laptops, you know, wrapped up in... It was a really beautiful part of town, so they're all on their laptops. They're not even looking around and appreciating where they are. And then, at the same time, the sprinkler turns on, and one of the sprinklers, like, is broken, <laughs> and it's literally watering the street. And I'm just like, you know, this, that that's what made me want to write the song. Yeah, well, like, exactly. It's made me want to write the song. Here we are in this beautiful part of town that people only dreamed they could be to live in. And all these people are just on their laptops and on their phones while the sprinkler system is watering the road. I was like, I well, got to like write I said, a song about this. Well, and it was brilliant. And, you know, that would be a crime in, in Los Angeles. So I think I will recommend those lyrics to the Department of uh, Water and Power here in L.A. that to put on one of their posters. We're talking with uh, Jackie yeah. Vincent about her, her live album, her music, her tour, and you can talk with her. You can call in at 347-215-7511, or you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And some of you already have, so why don't we come to some of these emails here? Um, first of all, Sylvia okay. in, New York, in New York City, Sylvia wants to know, is it Tough being a woman playing a guitar in the Texas blues world. Uh, yes and no. It's it's uh, it's tough because I think people have a, a higher standard. You know, they they expect me to like I have to work twice as hard. And um, also, it's, it's interesting being a black woman. So I like almost I, like I have to work three times as hard because uh, if I if I'm not if I don't just get up there and just totally kick butt and take names, then people are just going to be like, oh, yeah, she, she's all right. Where some dude could get up there and, and play half as well as me and get twice the credit. So that is interesting. However, at the same time, I, I do work hard and I enjoy working hard. And so I, I, uh, people, people are shocked. They don't expect, they have low expectations. Um, if they don't have any idea who I am, like let's say they came to a show and they didn't read any, anything about me, they're just coming to a show. So they see me with a guitar and they're just like, oh, is that your boyfriend's guitar? And they have these really, really low expectations. And then it's Ouch. like a piece of cake. Those, those, are my, those are my favorite. The ones who have low expectations are my favorite to play oh, in front of. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, oh here we go. <laughs> here we go. I'm like, please underestimate me. I'm waiting. Just waiting for you to underestimate me. So it's like, yes, yes, and no. You know, like, if, if you're coming to a show and, and you've never heard me and you've read all this stuff, you're going to have extremely high expectations. Come to a show and you just see me up on stage plugging my guitar in, probably going to have low expectations. So it's like, really just depends okay. on what mood I'm in that night. So I feel like playing around with people. <laughs> interesting. It would be very interesting. Now, you, you've toured Europe, haven't you? Yeah, last year for a month I... I went to uh, Berlin and I played in also Poland and Prague, Czech Republic. And and how was the response to you there? Were you an exotic creature? Oh, they creature flipped out, man. Just, they flipped out, huh? I might as well have been Beyonce, dude. I might as well have been Beyonce. <laughs> they flipped out. It was crazy. I didn't think they were going to flip out like that. It was really nuts. But well, it was, was also just like really great. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, uh, okay. We'll move on to another email here. Uh, thank you, Sylvia. That was great. Um, um, Rogero in Dallas says, uh, come on over to the big city and play. We'd love to see you at the Granada or the HOB, which I guess means the House of Blues. Yeah. Well, I would love to come there, but it's kind of like they got to give me a shot. 
you know, I've, I've kind of tried to get into Dallas a few times, and they're just kind of like, no, no. Really? And by they, I mean the people who book the clubs. The people who book the clubs there, they're just kind of like, nah. They, they don't think I'm going to be able to bring a crowd. They, they think that they're going to lose money on me or something. I don't know. They just won't Interesting. Give me a because here yeah. you are, you're booked in w- one of the prestigious clubs in Los Angeles tonight, and L.A. Yep. is the music capital of the country and the most competitive place in the country, and yep. people in Dallas won't book you? Give me a break. Well, well, we're talking about Texas here. Texas is the center of the universe to everybody in Texas. So I could play at, I could play at Hotel Vegas and then Kangas Cohen and all that stuff in L.A., and everybody in Texas is like, oh, what's that? They don't care. <laughs> well, you know, as, you know the egos a, in Texas, man. You know the egos in Texas. <laughs> yeah, well, as, a, as a native Texan, I do know the egos in Texas. And as a native yeah. Texan who lives yeah. elsewhere, I know there's not a lot of justification for it sometimes, okay? I know, um, sometimes. Yeah. yeah sometimes. I, have, I have proven, I have done a lot of work, and I've worked my butt off, and I don't know why some of these videos keep turning me away, but... Whatever, I'll just keep working my butt off, and eventually I'll get a call. Okay, all right. We are talking with ja- Jackie Vinson, and she's in a she's in a limousine driving up to Los Angeles from San Diego. <laughs> We're talking to her about her live <laughs> album, her music, her tour, and you can talk with her too. You can call in three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, and you can email us at musicfriday at gmail.com musicfridaylive at gmail.com so let's let's play a little bit uh let's play some more music here because that's why we're here and this is a song on the unreleased ep that really showcases your silky voice and how you support it so this is lost in time you're just gonna have to deal with it a live recording and it was it was really um beautifully done did, did you arrange that song or did the band just sort of gel around it well it used to be a different type of arrangement if you listen to the version on the unreleased ep it's more of like a traditional reggae swing this mm-hmm. one we decided we kind of all decided as a group that we wanted it to be more exciting and so we kind of did this like more dubby kind of like halfway stingy type type of arrangement of it and it ended up just we just kind of like changed the reggae beat and then it just kind of exploded into what it is and we were like yeah i gotta get this and that's what the live album is it's kind of like some of the songs haven't been recorded but some of the songs are um just newer arrangements of songs that i might have recorded years ago and, and uh-huh. here and the other thing is since this whole guitar thing has been happening so quickly it's like not only has have I changed as a guitar player, I've changed as a singer. And so some of these songs, even though they've been recorded, it's like they're totally new songs. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, I do know what you mean. And uh, we have some more emails in here. Oh, great. This is, this is from Irma in San Diego. And Irma says, All Patrick right. just says you're driving from San Diego. Did I miss your show? No, no, you did not miss my show. I'm I'm doing a show tonight in Los Angeles, but tomorrow night, Saturday, August 13th, 
I'll be doing a grassroots oasis in Midtown San Diego. So go to my Facebook or go to my website. You can you can purchase a ticket through there. And uh, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, Ir- Irma, and then you might just say hi to her. Tell her you you were hi, upset. Irma. Thanks for, thanks for emailing. <laughs> right. uh, sure. And uh, are you going to have um, uh, merch for sale at the uh, the concert albums? Yes, I'll be uh, I'll be selling the new live album. Even though I, I ain't releasing that album officially until September 16th, um, anybody in any of the towns that I've been to on this tour, they get they get like kind of a pre-sale copy of it. So I'll be selling that tomorrow at the show, as well as my other albums have already been released. Well, I noticed that that release date uh, on some information I got uh, about you, and does that mean that the songs that we're playing on the show today were actually sort of previewing for the first time on the radio? What I Need and Lost in Time have already been premiered, but Always Free, um, people haven't heard that. And if you play Rolling On, people haven't heard that yet either. So, yeah, some of them have not been heard before this show, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. All right. Or like well, we, the we people who it. bought the CD in the other towns, you know, maybe they heard it, but been kind of been kind of on the DL. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there's, there's another uh, there's another song off off the album that uh, you can tell me after we play it if it's uh, if it's uh, been uh, premiered here. And this is uh, one step forward. And this is a song that really makes me happy when I listen to it. One step forward. First thing I have to say is that um, I'm going to find out if it's real tonight when I see you live, but all your videos, you've got such a big smile on your face. You smile an awful lot for a blues singer, right? Yeah, I know. Sometimes people are like, hey, you know you're supposed to be sad, right? <laughs> but it's hard. It's actually, it's partly, partly because I honestly am having a wonderful time. But honestly, 50% of my smiling is, uh, that's how I was taught how to sing. To get certain syllables oh. out, to be able to reject in a certain way, to get certain vowels out, like like the vowel E. You know, if you want to have that come out and, and you want to have maximum tone on that, you're going to have to smile. And uh, so I actually am smiling as my singing technique. That's what I do. That's how I was taught. And so it's kind of like what I do. But then half the time I'm smiling because I'm having a good time. So it just depends on sure. the actual moment, you know? Okay. Well, uh, we're, unfortunately, yeah. uh, all, we, we must be having much too much fun because we are out of time. But before we talk, oh, that's I, really all right. quickly, I know, I really quickly <laughs> wanted to get, uh, there's another email that just came in. This is from Bliss and Charlotte, and she wants to know how, exactly how long have you been playing the guitar? Oh, what was her name? Bliss. What? Bliss? Well, hello, Bliss. Bliss. Um, Well, I've been playing guitar for exactly five and a half years. Okay. Not long, not that long. All right. Well, we are out of time now. Jackie, you want to remind people as to where they can get your music? Yes. The best place to find my music is my website. Also, you could, you could look on iTunes or Spotify or, Honestly, if you just Google my name, you'll you'll find me. But I'm on all of the the, the digital distribution sites, so I'm pretty easy to find. So. Okay. Check and me out. for all of you who are who are in Southern California, if you're in Los Angeles tonight, she's at Genghis Cohen's uh, down on Fair on Fairfax, and uh, it's going to be a great show. And then tomorrow night, uh, you're in San Diego. Everybody should go see either one of those if you're in Southern California. If not check her website so you can get a look at, at her tour dates and uh, 
because you this is somebody you really want to see on stage. She will make you smile. Jackie, thank you so much <laughs> for taking the time to be with us tonight. Thanks so much. It's an honor to be on the show. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's great to talk to you. Great talking to you, too. We have to take a quick break uh, while we let our uh, our broadcast partner, um, World Arts, tell you a little bit about itself. And then we come back, we're going to talk to another Texan, and you're really going to want to hear this, so don't go away. World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. Well, we're back. We're back here at Music Friday Live. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. And like you just heard, World Arts is here. And uh, you want to be part of World Arts if you love music. If you're a band or you're a fan or you're a member of the music industry, you should you should sign up. Uh, and it's free. You know, We're there. Uh, www.worldarts.com. Well, I want to remind everybody before we introduce our next guest that this is your show. You can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. As a native Texan, I'm always delighted to remind my listeners that Texas is one of the sources of America's music, the blues. If you're a blues fan, you know that Texas blues and blues rock, as it often appears is recognizable worldwide and you probably know that one of the people who keeps spreading texas blues worldwide is our next guest jim suler he's the essence of down home texas blues he and his band the monkey beat have been playing together for 22 years they're synonymous with the power of texas blues his live performances keep audiences vibrating for days afterwards his recordings are masterworks and people collect them like old masters he's played on stage with legends and i think it's kind of safe to say that um not too long because before he becomes a legend himself jim welcome to music friday live well, that, that's quite a, a an eloquent introduction, but Ray Charles is a legend. I'm just trying to get by, Patrick. How, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well, and I'm really delighted to, to to have you with us. And you know, I've been listening to your music for a long time, so to me, you're a legend. You're a legend in my own mind. Okay, um, you've you. got a, a new album out. And it's a totally live performance. Uh, this is uh, live from the Kessler, which is one of uh, Dallas's best venues for sound. W when you recorded this album, did you did you plan to record it for release, or did you just make that decision afterwards? No, it was planned for release. Um, I I've been thinking about doing a live record for a long time. Actually, I did one about 16 or 17 years ago with Alan Haynes, who was a, a great, great guitar player, vocalist from Houston who lives in Austin. But I hadn't done one with my band and um, the people at Underworld Records who put my stuff out suggested that might be a good idea. And uh, I just started playing this venue, the Kessler in Dallas, the great room, as you said, the best listening room, best sound in, in this area. And it just seemed like, a, a, you know, a, everything kind of fell into place. So it it, uh, it was a pretty easy decision, you know, just getting everything together and and, and uh, following through on it. It, it you know, I, I like it when when things seem to happen uh, organically like that, rather well, it, than it, like trying to force, force it. So it, it, everything felt right about it. The timing seemed right, and uh, that, that's why we decided to do it. Uh, at this time well it, it certainly sounds like and i want to give our our audience a little little taste of it let's play one of the songs from the album
best I can There's a trail of destruction in my wake Don't know how much I can take Of all my crazy, well-laid plans Oh, I'm doing the best Doing the best I can Yes, I am You know, it's a, it's a good thing that I've got a long cord on my headphones because I am up and dancing around the microphone here. Uh, I really love that song. Actually, I love the whole album. And this is a monster album. You've got 15 songs uh, on here, some from Panther Burn, some from the Tijuana Bible, some from Dirt Road. How did you decide what songs to put on this album? That was the hardest thing. So I had about just under two hours worth of music, and I had to get it down to, you know, under 74 minutes i think it clocks in at about 70 minutes and even then that's i guess considered a long uh album these days i mean if you think of it like the beatles put out their you know some of their albums were like 35 minutes long and but i mean there was so much stuff i wanted to do and i had to leave a lot of it off you know some of the more uh some of the things i thought would be a, a really great fit for a live record some of the more uh you know instrumentally driven stuff just tended to be didn't come off as well as the things that were a little more concise and song driven so I, I try to stay with more of the you know uh maybe tightly focused stuff I, mean, I think the shortest song on the record is probably the one you just played a clip of doing the best i can and that's a little over three minutes long or something but uh well, I, I- yeah, that was the toughest thing I had to decide was, you know, leaving some of the staples of the live show out. But, um, you know, that, well, that, that was a you, bit of a, a problem. Well, you accomplished your goal. And in the process, um, I don't know if you thought of it this way, but this is this album is a, a bargain. You're giving people twice as much music as they as they normally get. So I want well, to just point that out to our audience here that uh, this album is is. Um, gives you double what you normally would receive which brings up the uh, the point of where do they go to get the album they can uh you know buy it at uh, any of the digital distribution sites or you know amazon um it'll be available for download on my website um by the end of this month i'm working on that right now where you could go directly to jimsuler.com and purchase it you can go back and get all my previous releases there at this time but uh that's the webmaster's currently getting that together but uh okay. yeah that's where it's uh, available we're talking with jim suler about his texas blues rock music and his new album live at, at the kessler and you can talk with him too 347-215-7511 or you can email us email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com and uh, here come some emails, so we'll get to those emails in just a second. Uh, Jim, I, I, I want to direct our audience back to the store on your website where, where they can get your album. That's uh, www.jimsuler.com. Um, and while they're, because while they're there, there's also, there's a DVD there for sale entitled The Big Shootout. What is that all about? Oh, that, yeah, The Big Shootout. Um documentary uh documentarian filmmaker uh, named uh, mike looney from dallas the big shootout the backstory on that that was the uh ncaa college football championship game of 1969 between the university of texas longhorns and the university of arkansas razorbacks in and of itself is not you know a remarkable thing um, but the backstory on on the game is truly remarkable. It was the, it was set up by the networks by a- ABC and Rune Arledge, who ran ABC Sports at that time. Uh, they set that game up for the end of the year. They moved it, hoping that both teams would be in a position to to be playing for a number one spot. And by a stroke of luck, they were. And the game was attended by. Um, Richard Nixon, who flew in and landed on a helicopter amidst Vietnam War protests. There was a, oh. a big uh, racial storm because the University of Arkansas marching band would play Dixie every time the t- their team scored, which caused, uh, uh, you know, a lot of dissent on campus at the time. Uh, George 
uh, Bush senior, the, the uh, president, you know, that served under Reagan was yep. also at the game. Bill Clinton was listening on uh, shortwave radio from wow. from England where he was at Oxford at the time. So it, it's a really great and compelling story. And I think, the you know, the film, they do a really good job telling so, the story. Even if you're not a football fan, it, it's a very uh, interesting oh. uh, film. It's, you know, it's been shown on uh, Fox Sports, uh, you know, nationally. And, well, uh, of, I, I did of course, a lot of the music for it. So that's ah, okay. That. I was going to ask uh, what your connection was there. If, if you're a uh, his, history buff, I, I know that football's religion in Texas. So that, that wasn't a question there, but uh, I was just very, when I went to your website, that was very inter interesting to hear that. Well, what the other thing I'd like to hear is a little bit, a uh, little bit more hey, music here. And for those of you not familiar with it, this is a uh, Panther burn. Um, you mentioned um, Mississippi kind of offhanded in there, but I understand that there's a Mississippi influence um, in your Texas blues, and that started when you, you met uh, uh, Son Thomas. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, well, it actually, it, it, it precedes that. Uh, my mother's family is from Mississippi. My great-grandfather ran for governor. He was the state treasurer. My uh, my mother's dad, my grandfather, was uh Adjutant General of the State National Guard. In fact, uh, he was uh, involved in the relief effort that, for the Great Flood of 1927, that completely flooded the Mississippi Delta and, in a, in, you know, a large section swath of, you know, the, the river area north and south of that. And and shows, and I have newsreel footage with him in it, you know, with Herbert Hoover and whatnot. And my, his wife, which is my mother's mom, my grandmother, was a Stovall, and Muddy Waters lived on a Stovall plantation. So I always felt that connection. When I first heard blues music in, in that form, it, it was like a bolt of lightning. It was like, it, it was it's like almost some genetic awakening. It, it, it was almost like I'd heard it before. I don't know how to put it, but then I, when I was 25, I'd been playing in bands. I had uh, a, a marriage and a child. My marriage went south. So I, you know, I was at a kind of a crossroads. I was working a straight job, and I thought, if I'm ever going to you know, try to play in a band, I better do it now and, and you know, be serious about it. So I had family down there, so I drove from Dallas to Mississippi. This was January of 86. And I, I had, I'd been reading the Robert Palmer book, Deep Blues, and I'd read about Son Thomas in there and was already you know collecting blues albums and stuff uh and went i went to leland mississippi and basically drove around town until i found out where he lived and just walked up to his house and knocked on his door and, and you know which was a lot of nerve and very presumptuous of me but to, he was very kind and patient with me invited me in and we played guitar and talked and uh, i took a polaroid picture of him which i wish i could find now and so that kind of uh -huh. like got me, that was sort of a, a, a touchstone for me uh, to, moving forward. Now I've, I'm, I'm, I'm considered, I'm kind of, I'm on that blues rock fence. Uh, my favorite stuff to listen to is, you know, pre-World War II acoustic blues. But I grew up, you know, in, in the city during the 70s, listening to a lot of the, the rock and roll on the radio. So I, I try to combine that stuff and, and not in a, and I try to be, I don't know, the blues guys consider me a rock guy and the rock guys consider me a blues guy. So I, I, I consider that some <laughs> sort of, a, 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 that's a barometer of some success, I suppose. I mean, 
I was a big fan of, of the late Bugs Henderson. He was kind of the same way. He just played what he wanted to hear. And I guess it makes it hard to, to label it or to sell it as some kind of a product, but you know, at least you're, you're true to what you want to do and what you want to hear. And I, I always try to be respectful uh, of the masters and, and the old sound. And I never want to make it, you know, like it's, I'm, I'm, it's some sort of a parody or something. And, you know, well, I, I try to do that. I can say that, that as a professional music critic, I just consider you an outstanding musician whose uh, records I love to listen to. And uh, I want to play uh, one of those songs right now. And this is uh, a blend. This is called Texas Hippie. into that song and i think we now have an idea about how that song came about did did you just sit down one day and, and decide you wanted to put all those things together or has it kind of been percolating for a while it, it just you know it, it's i guess you it, it's all it's you know everything's always in a state of flux and it's fluid so i guess it's always just kind of building to that moment you know every day is a step in that direction i guess i mean it it at some point, I guess I did said, you know, made some conscious decision to, 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 you know, combine these certain elements in in this way. Um, but yeah, I mean, it could, the, the challenge is in a live show is to sequence it in, in a way that, you know, where it's not some jarring contrast where it seems like it flows, one thing will flow into the next. And what one thing that live albums doesn't show because we're separating the tracks and they're they're not necessarily run in sequence is I hate dead air during the show. If I'm not starting a song or, or you know if I have to change a guitar, I'll make sure somebody in the band is is doing something. Or I have segues in the mm-hmm. song. For instance, there's a song on the album called Reverie, which is really just mm-hmm. I, I like a lot of soundtrack music, so I like those mm-hmm. as sort of uh, you know, as I said, segues between songs. They just you know, create a mood or, or a feeling, and it's a transitional thing, I guess. It, it's also the mark of a of a professional too, to to be able to understand that and to be able to do it. We have some um, uh, emails here for you. Uh, Tivia in New York City wants to know if you're going to be touring in New England, and if so, would you be in New York? I'm actually playing in uh, closest I'm going to get to New York. I'm going to be going out next week. Um, the closest I'm going to get is uh, Summers Point, New Jersey. And if you give me a second, I'll pull that date up. Um, Internet's responding a little slow at the moment, but it's going to be on Friday. Let's see, here we go. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> the date will be uh, Friday, August 26th. I'm playing at uh, William Morris Beach Municipal Park in Summers Point, New Jersey. I'm not even sure where that is, if, what, if it's in South Jersey or where it is in relation to the city. Um, my geography is a little fuzzy up in that area. That's, a, that's but, okay. Uh, that's as close as I'm getting on this trip. And I'll be Texas uh, over near Syracuse. Both those. <laughs> anyway, all the dates are at jimsuler.com. Okay. All right. Well, 
So check out uh, jimsuler.com, and uh, apparently you are going to have an opportunity to see him live. But we have some more people here who want to know about seeing you live. And uh, this is um, uh, Callahan in Salt, Salt Lake wants to know, do you ever play in any of the blues festivals in the mountains or the West Coast? And I'd mountains, love I guess to. I, uh, the, the, the challenge I have currently is I play with George Thurgood and the Destroyers. Uh, as as their guitar player I have for 17 years and that often precludes me from like booking uh way out which you need to do for these festivals I, I do some of that I I haven't made a trip out west probably since I was out promoting the Tijuana Bible CD I did the uh, Waterfront Blues Festival in Portland um and I I haven't done any uh anything like Telluride I did that with Thoroughgood but I haven't done it with my band I'd love to I do miss the Dead Goat Saloon in, in Salt Lake City, though. That was a great venue. I, I love love that place, and the guy that ran it was a was a really cool guy. And there was another place I played over there, a barbecue place, uh, a few years ago, and I, I wish I could remember the name of it, but I can't. Well, what, once again, let me just tell the the writer there to uh, keep uh, stay on top of your uh, your website and uh, watch the tour dates, and uh, you'll find out. Um, you also tour Europe a lot, and I know a lot of blues players tour Europe. A friend of mine is a keyboard player for Fogarty, and it seems like he's in Europe 100 days a year. What is it about American blues players that just excite Europeans so much? I, I don't know. It's Well, you know, here it's like you're just a guy down the street and oh him again. And I think when you go over there, there's <laughs> something exotic to it. Now, you know, especially, you know, I think they like the Texas thing, uh, the swagger, the attitude. Now, you, know, you know, there's been some blowback on me over there for, you know, uh, the, the politics of this state, which I don't necessarily adhere to. But, you know, I always tell them I'm not here in, in, in like as some sort of a political ambassador. I'm a musician. Uh, but you know, I think they like that. It's a, it's an exotic thing. It's you know, it's different. And I've heard some really great European blues bands, people that are just letter perfect instrumentally. But I think vocally is where a lot of those guys, because it's a different language, and not only language, the culture is different. It's hard enough for you know to to do a, a heartfelt. Uh, interpretation as a white guy without you know lapsing into some sort of menstrual thing i mean that's one thing i would <laughs> never ever want to do um but i think they like that that attitude and that swagger and they you know they, they like a lot of that that just rocking texas guitar i guess i guess so our our, our previous uh uh guest also tours europe and and uh has enthusiastic audiences there. She's also a Texas blues player too. So, um, uh, and like I said, and my, my up, friend who plays. A, uh, Go I'm ahead. Sorry to interrupt you, but you brought up a, a really good point about smiling when you're singing. It, it you can that that's a great point because that'll really uh, I'll do that sometimes, but usually if I'm like make it you know recording uh, like in the studio, but it, it does it lends a different character to what you're. To your to your voice, a timbre, the just the enunciation changes. So I mean, she she's uh she's onto something there. <laughs> well, when you when you get back to Texas, the two of you should sort of get together and 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 watch each other's uh each other's shows because it looks like sounds like you. Where is she both in Austin? Smile. Is that correct? Yeah. Is she in Austin? Okay, yeah, cool. she's in Austin. Yeah I, I need to, yeah, I need to get down there anyway and, and visit some friends. All right, there you go. Well, we got it. We're we're yeah. little little tight on time. I wanted to play a little bit of Sunday Drunk before we say goodbye. So here's Sunday Drunk.
that 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 song just just gets right inside your dna i love the the big deep kick drum there but the way you introduce it on the guitar is really uh really genius do, do you have to hold back when you're doing that song when you're doing the introduction because you do that so smoothly and softly and then before you kick in real hard well i mean that's yeah that's really truthfully that's just a, like an instrumental passage i i paste it onto the front of the song it's one of those transition things i talked to you about uh mm -hmm. the, the you know the so i mean it really was an untitled thing so i just like uh, kind of glommed it onto the front of the song because i wanted to keep it in the show i mean on the record for instance or i mean i, I even considered having you know a different song and, and have that be the intro but uh as it this is as you know as it stands that's it but as far as like it, holding back i mean i try to I'll play a little different every time, but I I try to show some restraint. I'm not a I'm not a shredder guitar anyway, like a lot of guys. I mean, I, I'm a big Anson Funderburg fan, and I I love the way he phrases things and lets things things breathe. And I try to to adapt as much of that to to my my style as as I can, and just be, I try to think of that when I'm playing, you know. And, well, it, it works. To, there's a time to pour. There's there's a time to pour it on, and there's a time to you know for dynamics and restraint as well. So I mean, if you just have pouring it on all the time, then it kind of loses its meaning. There's no and it also all sounds it. the same after a while too. And that's one of the reasons why I really right. like this album is that there's variation in it. And uh, uh, and when you pour it on, I mean, you really pour it on. But uh, you also get an opportunity for us to get in the mood. And uh, as you say, well, we are out of time. Unfortunately, we have been having too much fun. So I want to really thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to be with us today. This has been a lot of fun. Oh, well, Patrick, thank you very much. It was a, a pleasure and a privilege to be on your show and, and I hope to, to speak with you again sometime. Well, any next time you bring out that, uh, that album or you go on tour again, um, let us know and we'll have you back on the show. In the meantime, remind our audience once again where they can get your, your albums. My albums are all available on Amazon.com, on uh, iTunes, all the digital distribution sites, um, and on JimSuler.com, uh, J-I-M-S-U-H-L-E-R.com. I'm on Facebook and Twitter, so hit me up. Okay, all right. You have been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, our radio affiliates, and our radio affiliates in New York and London. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleben. Our in Toronto. Download this and other music programs at blogtalkradio.com or on uh, iTunes, because we're available on iTunes as a podcast. Be here next Friday. Our guest will be Sparks and Whispers. So check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we'll update you on those guests. That's it for now. Have a great musical weekend, and we're going to leave you with the Tijuana Bible. We're going to go back to the uh, previous CD, Tijuana Bible, and here's the title track. Callie.